Well, 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 based on Alex's sharing a hat, there can only be one division we're talking about today. That's right. The AMC East is next up on the uh, Spunky on the uh, Big D podcast. Before I bring in Alex to talk Jets, Pats, Bills, and that other team called the Miami Dolphins, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. We can see all my content, all the original breakdown. Also, check out the Big D podcast for all your audio listeners on Spotify and Apple. So, Alex, uh, we finally got to your division, the AMC East, which can only mean one thing. What can that mean? Well, it means we're talking Bills, Pats, Jets, and some other team. I don't, I forgot about that team. <laughs> hey, don't worry, Dylan. I'll give you a, a very nice reminder up here in a couple of minutes. But, uh, yes, yeah, a pleasure to be back as always. Uh, you know, this has been the one I've been waiting for, the AFC East, so I can't wait to get started. Yeah, so um, when you think AFC East, you think of New England's dominance over the past 20 years because seemingly New England won the division every year. But I think times are changing the division. We've seen the Josh Allen – and Sean McDermott win the East the past couple of years? I mean, do you think time it's Buffalo's division or will a team, perhaps a team will a team just down the road from you could uh, challenge? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, the AFC East was honestly one of the worst divisions in football over the last 20 years because the Patriots were running away with it every single season. And the Dolphins, Bills, and Jets just couldn't really seem to get things right. Times definitely have changed. Uh, It's a new era in the AFC East. Uh, Obviously, Tom Brady is no longer in New England, which was the real catalyst behind uh, that dynasty and success. I mean, Bill Belichick's doing the best he can over over there with that roster. But um, I think we all know at the end of the day that uh, the majority of that success came from Tom Brady. But, uh, yeah, the Buffalo Bills are obviously uh, the dominant team in the division right now. It's their division to lose. And, um, you know, everyone else is really just trying to catch up to uh, catch up to Buffalo, at least at the moment. Yeah, so I figured we start with the Bills because when you think of quarterbacks in the game, I'm not sure they're all more talented, more dynamic quarterbacks than Josh Allen. Let's see. He's 6'5", 230, run a, can run, what, a full 540, throw the ball 90 yards, hurt the defenders, and in his spare time, I think he could I think he could fly an airplane. Yeah, he's pretty incredible. I'm not going to lie. You know, it, it's obviously, as a Miami Dolphins fan, it's a little frustrating uh, suffering through all those years with, of uh, Tom Brady. And then right after he moves on, Josh Allen starts taking over. But, you know... Uh, obviously times aren't so bad in Miami at the moment uh, currently as well, but you know, Josh Allen and the bills, I mean, we know what we have with the, with the Buffalo bills. Uh, it's a talented roster. It's one of the best quarterbacks in the game. Uh, pretty de- uh, pretty talented defense as well. I mean, like I like I said earlier, I mean, it's the Buffalo bills division to lose. Everyone knows that everyone knows that the bills are going in uh, as, as pretty heavy favorites to win the AFC East. And honestly, most people from what I've seen, uh, see the Buffalo bills coming out of the, uh, American football conference, uh, at the end of the day, at the end of the season anyway. So, uh, obviously Josh Allen is an incredible specimen of an athlete. Like you said, whether he's hurtling defenders, throwing bombs, 
I mean, it just seems like he really has everything that you could be looking for in uh, today's version of the NFL quarterback. Uh, receiving core, obviously, Stefan Diggs bringing him in was life changing for the Buffalo Bills organization. Uh, that combination between uh, Josh Allen and, and Stefan Diggs has been one of the best quarterback receiver duos we've seen over the last recent history. Uh, running game, you know, Devin Singletary is uh, a serviceable running back, I guess you could say. I know they just uh, brought in a rookie who they have uh, pretty decent expectations for. But, you know, it's it's really the Stefan Diggs and uh, uh, Josh Allen show at the end of the day. The question with the Buffalo Bills is not do they have enough talent to reach the Super Bowl, is can they get over the Super Bowl hump? Because in the 2020 season, lost to the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Last year, lost to the Chiefs in that crazy division round. So can Buffalo get over the hump and make a win there? You know, can they? Absolutely. I mean, there's there's nothing about this roster that really – jumps out as as a specific weakness. I mean, the 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 secondary as talented as as players as they have in that secondary, they have shown glimpses of of kind of cracking under pressure. Obviously, you mentioned the Kansas City Chiefs game where the Bills just needed one stop to finish that game and they couldn't get it done. Um but, you know, it's I mean, can they can they get over that hump and get to that Super Bowl? Absolutely. I mean, uh, the AFC East. I'm I'm sorry, not the AFC East, but the AFC is pretty up for grabs. I mean, the the reigning AFC champions, the Cincinnati Bengals, are they going to have a little bit of a uh, of a little honeymoon season where uh, you know they're going to have a tougher schedule? You know, everyone's kind of zoned in on the Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow uh, connection. So, is Cincinnati going to be as dominant as they were last season? Only the season can tell us that. But yeah, absolutely. The Buffalo Bills are probably the favorite to come out of the AFC. I haven't checked the the uh, the numbers in, in a little bit, but I'm sure that they're the favorite and they have all the talent in the world to make it happen. I mean, really, honestly, the only way I don't see the Buffalo Bills winning the AFC East is if Josh Allen gets hurt. I think that's the only thing that could possibly get in their way. Absolutely. It's Buffalo's division, well, and unfortunately, one of our teams is stuck in it. Yay. It's all right. Now, there's seven playoff spots for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you want to move on to uh, let's move on a little up north. You know, we mentioned it, we talked about it a little bit. New England Patriots, you know, it's a very interesting time uh, in New England football at the moment. Obviously, you know, some of those big names that uh, we've grown to know and, and know as New England Patriots football, the Tom Brady's, the Rob Gronkowski's, you know. Have, uh, even uh, Damien Harris just announced his retirement today. You mean so, James uh, White? You James mean White. James I'm sorry. White. Right. James White. You're right. Uh, even James White announced his retirement today. So times are definitely changing in, in New England. And uh, what do you see out of this younger kind of almost rebuilt New England Patriots team that that is going into the 2022 season? Uh, one, I'm not as high on Mac Jones as I was last year, only because New England's not really. I'm, I'm befuddled with how the Patriots have gone with things because New England doesn't have a game-breaking wide receiver. The Patriots don't have a separating wide receiver. Everybody's trying to get younger, faster, quicker wide receivers. And New England added Devontae Parker. And then, yeah, they drafted Twyfone, the one in the rookie out of Baylor, in the second round, who's probably more in third, fourth-round gap. 
I mean, New England's wide receiver core looks like a college wide receiver core. Ohio State's wide receiver core last year with two top 11 picks and probably another top 10 pick might might have been better than the Patriots' wide receiver core. Secondly, in a division where you're going to play probably half to a third or a half your games in bad weather, is Mac Jones really a good cold-weather cold quarterback? Because we just talked about Josh Allen, that crazy – and what he did last year, that crazy performance in what, sub-zero windshield against New England. Well, Mac Jones isn't exactly Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, or Aaron Rodgers used to the cold. So is he the kind of quarterback you want in Foxborough? Yeah, you know, I, I think all of your points are, are spot on. I pretty much completely agree with you. I think Mac Jones is probably the over most overhyped player in the NFL at the moment. Uh, I think he had a very meh rookie year. Um, I didn't see a lot out of Mac Jones that tells me that he's a guy that's going to bring the New England Patriots back to kind of the uh, the level of success that they've that they've uh, had over the last. 20 years. I mean, I honestly, I, I see some people comparing this Patriots team to the Dolphins team and, and, and considering it really a fight for the, for the second spot in the AFC East. And I just, I just don't see it at all. I mean, yes, Bill Belichick is going to win some football games. I mean, it's not going to, a Bill Belichick coach football team is not going to go four and, and, and sorry, 17 games, four and 13 or five and 12. It's just not going to happen. Bill Belichick himself can guarantee the Patriots a couple wins, but I just don't see it in the roster to really be even contending for a playoff spot this season. I think Mac Jones is a good game manager. I don't think he's going to necessarily really cost the Patriots very many games, but I really don't see Mac Jones having the ability to really win the Patriots very many games either. Um, and then the roster, like you said, I mean, the wide receiver core to bringing in Devontae Parker as your kind of marquee wide receiver signing uh, is not, I think, what the Patriots need or are looking for. Devontae Parker is talented. Obviously, I've watched him his entire career, but he's talented when he's on the field and he just has such trouble staying on the field. The running game is fine. Ramon J. Stevenson is probably the most dynamic back out of that backfield. But, they, you know, they also have some utility guys that, that, that they're always going to use. That's just the Bill Belichick way. But you know, I just – they lost J.C. Jackson. Uh, by the way, by the way, I'm glad you mentioned J.C. Jackson because what are the Patriots doing? Let's see. Let's see. Yes, Bill Belichick is the goat of head coaches. But you let J.C. Jackson go. J.C. Jackson in the prime of his career. Yeah. A great dynamic cornerback. And then yeah. – Maybe the strangest of all drafts, and I'm not just saying who New England took with its first round pick, Cole Strange from Tennessee, Chattanooga, where Terrell Owens went to college. Very strange pick indeed. And then they drafted Thornton from Baylor, who lit up the 40-yard draft. But you know what? Everybody runs well in the underwear Olympics. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, exactly. And I don't know if it was Bill Belichick's dog making the draft picks, as we've seen in previous uh, drafts. But, you know, it's just it doesn't uh, the, the 
losing losing a player like JC Jackson is not a move that a contender would be making. It's not a, it's not a team it's not a move that a team who is serious about competing in the division, competing for the playoffs and competing for a deep playoff run. That's not a move they would make. You look at all these teams who are who are locking in their talent the Dolphins which we're going to be talking about shortly with Xavier Howard. It's just this Patriots team is very bland on paper. I don't think they have the quarterback to lead them to any sort of playoff run. I think they were lucky last season to even be in contention for the playoffs. And I, as I think Bill Belichick will win them a couple games, but it's not nearly going to be enough to compete with, uh, with this pretty loaded AFC. Agree. I can't believe I'm saying it, but New England's reign is over. Oh yeah. I think, you know, the second Brady walked out those doors without, without New England. I mean, that, that's the biggest problem with New England is, is they knew that the end of Brady was coming and they tried and tried and tried and tried to have a successful, uh, a replacement plan in, in effect. I mean, obviously the Jimmy Garoppolo uh, story was uh, very big in the news for a long time. He obviously moved on to San Francisco. Uh, there was the whole debate between the Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, who wants who, who wants Brady, who wants Garoppolo. Um, so I just, I don't think they did a very good job of, of setting themselves up for the future. Obviously they put their commitment in their first round pick in Mac Jones, but you know, as we both have said, he, I mean, he's a game manager. He's a guy who has some talent and has some ability, but I just don't think he's going to be able to, uh, be that game changing quarterback that new England has had for so long and, and needs to really get back on top. But enough about the Patriots. I'm sick of talking about them anyway. Uh, let's move on to, uh, the other Northern uh, team, we talked about one New York team uh, in the AFC, so may as well talk about the other one, uh, the New York Jets. I mean, I don't know if there's much to talk about the, uh, when, when we're uh, talking about the Jets, but what do you want to leave with? Well, I feel bad for Zach Wilson being in this division because, A, I'm not sure if Zach Wilson was Wolf the number two pick a year and a half ago. Secondly, you look at the Jets and talk about this function. Let's see. The owner, yeah, owner, GM, New York. Uh, I, I don't want any part of it. And the Jets just, just don't get any breaks. I mean, Makai Becton potentially could be lost for the season now. And yeah, I like Joe Delphus as a general manager, but the Jets aren't doing, but the Jets are not going to win. They're certainly all better than Buffalo, not better than Miami, probably not better than New England. The Jets are going to finish fourth place again, probably get another top five, top eight draft pick, which they've gotten for the last 57 years. And just be Mr. Irrelevant and just be team irrelevant. I like Ed Wilson. I like some of these guys they drafted last year, but the Jets are not the Jets are not a team. No. New, York, New York is not a place where you can have where you have good teams right now. Yeah, I like Brian Dable and the Giant staff, but New York, but the Jets are not going to win this year, and we know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty self-explanatory when you're talking about the Jets at this point. I mean, we may as well start calling them the New, the New Jersey Jets because they really don't even deserve uh, the title of, of playing in New York. I mean – Obviously, the Makai Becton news is is terrible, terrible news if you're a Jets fan. I mean, it, not that you really had much to expect in this uh, in this season anyway, but losing your your young, uh, pretty much centerpiece of your offensive line is just the last thing that you would ever want. Uh, they just signed just over the last thirty minutes, signed offensive tackle Dwayne Brown, um, who who will I mean, he's a veteran in the NFL. He's going to be able to 
uh, you know, get the job done and protecting Zach Wilson's uh, blindside and everything like that. But it doesn't matter. I mean, like you said, the New York Jets or, organization as a whole is just so far from where they need to be um, to to even consider being successful. Um, I mean, I like Robert Sala as a head coach. I think, you know, he has potential as a coach. It's just he has nothing to work with. I mean, uh, I'm hearing Joe Flacco is looking better than Zach Wilson in, in Jets training camp. I mean, it's just every every bit of news that you could be looking to to hear as a Jets fan. It's just everything is is being the opposite. I I think they are one of the top teams in contention for the number one pick. I think their defense is not nearly good enough to uh, considering how, how much they're going to, they're going to have to be on the field. I think Zach Wilson is, a, is, is young, impressionable. I think he has potential, but I mean, um, w- with this current environment, I really don't see the jets giving him much of an opportunity to grow and blossom into, into the NFL quarterback. I think he can be. Um, and just w- without the lack, with the lack of weapons on offense, uh, lack of, of real uh, game changers, playmakers on defense. It just, it just seems like it's, it's going to be a rough year for the, for the New York Jets. Your fireman, fireman Ed under center. Maybe the Jets win a game or two then. Fun fact, fireman Ed grew up as a Miami Dolphins fan. Might not have known that, but that is a uh, fun little uh, New York Jets trivia question for you. Your biggest fan grew up as a Miami Dolphins fan, guys. But Really? Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, just a little bit of a friendly banter. <clears throat> I've interacted with a lot of Jets fans on Twitter, so it's always nice to be able to pull that one out. Okay, so let's see. We talked Bills, Patriots, Jets. I, I'm confused. There's one more team left. I think it's in Miami. I don't know. I think then the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, uh, buckle up on this one. No, I'm just messing with you. But yes, the Miami Dolphins, obviously the uh, the last team we will be talking about in this division. Um, I mean, should I just go? You have any questions? You want to you want to lead me anywhere? How do you want? Well, let's this? see. Well, let's see. When you're not, let's see. When your owner's not hanging out on Tom Brady's crib, right? Yeah, obviously, you know, and we talked well, about we. Have- you look at what Miami made in the offseason, and uh, you've got a new head coach, and you made one of the biggest moves in, franchise, in recent history, getting Tyree Kill from Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I think the Miami Dolphins have, the Dolphins are always in the, in, in the headlines and the media uh, storylines. It, it, it typically seems like it's unfortunately more for bad news than good. But uh, this most recent offseason, we've had a little bit of bad news in the, in the, in the headlines, a little bit of uh, good news in the headlines. I'm going to talk about a little bit of both of them. Obviously, you know, we had a whole podcast episode about the, uh, the recent uh, suspensions and dis- disciplinary action that the NFL has handed out to the Dolphins. So I'm not going to go too far into that. Like I said, I really don't think it's going to make any sort of effect to, to the team, the players, or, you know, how they look on the field uh, this season. Uh, the good news, uh, the good news that the Dolphins have had in the offseason is obviously, yes, the Tyree kill trade, trading five first round picks to the Kansas city chiefs um, for uh, Tyreek Hill, one of the most, if not the most electric player in the NFL, is a great start to your offseason. Bringing in Teron Armstead, Dolphins offensive line has been the biggest question mark 
my entire life, honestly speaking. So bringing in a guy, as long as he can stay healthy, that's going to be the key uh, for, and really that's, that's the biggest key for the Dolphins this season is that offensive line, because you have the weapons, you have Jalen Waddle, you have Tyreek Hill, you've got the speed, you've got Raheem Mostert in the backfield, a lot of really solid running back options to, uh, to pick from um, Raheem Mostert, like I just said, Sony Michelle, they brought in and um not James Conner, Bob. Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. I can't believe I just forgot his name. But, yes, Chase Edmonds. <laughs> talented, talented backfield. Some we- absolute weapons at, at wide receiver. You And you heard this here first, Dylan. Eric Ezuk. I can't even pronounce his name. They call him Easy E. But Eric Ezukanma, uh, rookie wide receiver. Drafted him, and I believe, in the third round. Watch out for this kid. He is very quickly taking over the number three wide receiver spot uh, so far in training camp. He's been making plays every single day in training camp. He is that big body uh, target that will be replacing Devontae Parker in that Miami Dolphins offense. Watch out for that kid. He's going to be good. I'm telling you right now. The defensive side of the ball, one of the most underrated and one of the most elite defenses in the NFL Xavier Howard and Javon Holland. Javon Holland is a superstar and people don't even know it. He is a top five safety in this league and it's not even up for debate. People will realize that this year. If you doubt that for a second, look at his numbers from last season and just watch Javon Holland highlights from last season because he is one of the most exciting players, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball in the NFL. And I cannot wait to watch him shine this season. Javon, uh, Jalen Phillips on the defensive line. They brought in Melvin Ingram uh, to, to really solidify that linebacker core with Jerome Baker. There's a lot of positivity from this Miami Dolphins team, this Miami Dolphins defense, and this and this hire of Mike McDaniel, I really think is going to take the Dolphins to the next level. I'm not saying that the Miami Dolphins are going to be beating the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I don't even know in the regular season, but let alone for the AFC East. Like I said, I think a Josh Allen injury really is the only thing that that would make that happen. But the Dolphins are a contender for the playoffs at the very least this season. Mike McDaniel and his creativity, we saw what he did with Debo Samuel, how he turned him into a running back receiver hybrid, one of the most exciting players last season in the NFL. I'm just so excited, Dylan, to see what he does with Tyreek Hill, with Jalen Waddle. You know, everyone always hates on Tua, and I haven't even mentioned Tua yet. I mean, I could be here all day, Dylan, but, um, you know, it's just with Mike McDaniel and, this, and, and these weapons, he's, he's a creative mind. He wants to get the ball in his playmaker's hands and, and, and build that game plan to be able to utilize his weapons. And, I, and with Tua's accuracy, the speed all over the offensive side of the ball, I mean – it's a, it's a Dolphins team that will be fun to watch. I promise you that. One more. Do the Dolphins make the playoffs this year? Yes. Uh, my, my one word is yes. I think Tua has looked incredible in training camp. He has been – he threw five touchdown passes against the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on, on, on team drills today alone. And that's – I mean, the, Buffalo, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are one of the best defenses in the NFL. I think – People are going to be very surprised from what they see out of Tua Tungavaloa this season. I think just the, the I mean, Mike Gesicki across the scene, you can't cover all of these weapons. And Tua, his accuracy, I think the, what people still do not understand about Tua is how severe of an injury that hip was. That is not a, okay, you're healed, you're back on the practice field, you're good to go injury. That is a mental recovery. That is a physical recovery. And I, I think two years is not out of, out of line of thinking 
thinking that it would take to recover from that injury. You're going to see a different Tua Tungabailoa this season. You're going to see a different uh, Miami Dolphins team this season. And yes, I do think that they make the playoffs. Interesting. So uh, I've tried to find I've tried to find a good AMC East trivia question, and I think I found one. All right. Uh, this happened before either one of all times. So I'm so you might have to go back into your 1980s file. All right. If it has to do with aqua and orange, I think I might be on it. But if not, then uh, we'll see how it goes. Well, it sort of does, but sort of doesn't. Okay. Think back to the 1985 AFC Championship game between your Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots. Who was New England's starting quarterback in set game? And oh, God, Dylan. In 1985, the New England Patriots starting quarterback in the AFC Championship game against the Miami Dolphins. I know Marino would have been the quarterback for Miami. That had to have been before Drew Bledsoe. Who was the New England Patriots quarterback before Drew Bledsoe? And the New England quarterback was drafted the same year as Dan Marino, both of them in the 83 draft. So this must be the quarterback in the 80, 83, the one quarterback in the 83 draft people don't talk about because obviously everyone knows the Elway to Marino draft. Um, I have a name. I don't know why this name is popping in my head. I'm not even sure if he ever played for the Patriots. For some reason, this name is popping in my head. I really don't think I can bring into my memory the 1985 New England Patriots quarterback. <laughs> I'm going to say Tony Eason. You suck! You is suck! That, is that it? You're joking. You I, you suck. <laughs> I don't know why that name popped in my head. I mean, I must have. I'm impressed with myself. <laughs> you must have I watched guess. it. You must have watched the Ellington Marino documentary. I have watched the documentary, and I think that's honestly it was on ESPN maybe two weeks ago, and I watched a good majority of it. Um, so it must have been stuck in my head from that, from that 30 for 30, but I can't, I'm still surprised I pulled it out. I, I, I wasn't even hundred percent sure if Easton was the guy who went to new England. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm proud of that one. I'm proud of that one. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you got that. <laughs> me neither. My, my yeah. hands are clean. I didn't Google it. I promise you that was, uh, uh, 50% luck, 50% skill. I'll take okay. a 50 Okay, okay. Yep, Tony Eason drafted out of the University of Illinois. And then Tony Eason, the Super Bowl against the 85 Bears, didn't even last the whole game, but plays. Yeah. Chicago won, like, I think 46 to 10. And uh, what, was the, uh, what was the Bears' record that season? Uh, they lost one game. Yeah. Yeah. To you guys. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, you know, 1985, you just got to gotta throw that out, out, throw a little bit of shade out there for the Bears fans. Okay. Who wins this? Who won? I know you are a Dolphin fan at heart, but is this Buffalo's division or do the Dolphins potentially have a prayer here? 
I think the Dolphins have a prayer. I, I will say that I, I, you know, obviously my heart says Miami Dolphins are going to win the division this year. My head, my head, you know, I'm not as crazy as I look. My head does say the Buffalo Bills. I think the Buffalo Bills win this division. Do I think the Dolphins have a prayer? Yes. I mean, I think the Dolphins have all the potential in the world to be a, a 13 win team this year. I mean, everything has to go right. Uh, Tua has to look as good in the regular season as he does in training camp. The weapons have to pan out. The offensive line has to hold up. The defense has to stay as consistent as they have. And Mike McDaniel has to be that offensive guru that, uh, that Miami Dolphins fans thinks he is. But if all of those things check out, I do think the Dolphins have have the potential to, to take this division. I really do. But, you know, I, I get my – as of now, as of today, the Buffalo Bills will, uh, will be winning the division. The calculator tells me not only Buffalo wins this division, but the Bills are the favorites to represent the AFC in Glendale, Arizona. Yeah, I mean, and no one's going to – no one's going to – going to give you any sort of shade for that for that take i mean they're they're a great football team there's a reason why miami hasn't beaten buffalo in three years um you know it's it's they're they're the hot team in the nfl right now they're they're a lot of people are big fans of them but i'm telling you man don't count out these dolphins it's 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 gonna be a different team this year hey wait till you see my super bowl pick you're gonna be shocked at it Hey, we got to once we finish up these divisions which which this is the last division correct have we oh, done one of, yet? one of one of yeah so i mean once once we finish that up uh i, I think we might have some uh some preseason predictions coming up but mm. you know i like, I like them apples <laughs> so thanks for talking bills pats dolphins jets alex Hopefully, we see your Dolphins back in the playoffs this year because you imagine a playoff game in Miami. Uh, Dylan, I've been dreaming about it. I've been dreaming about it for 26 years. But thanks on. for having me out. Thanks for having me on, as always, Dylan. It's been a pleasure. You know, I've been waiting for this one. This was this was fun. I really enjoyed it. So, uh, you know what? You know what I got to say. It's, it's AFC East Day, baby. <laughs> Fins up! <laughs>